Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Good evening, my friends. Welcome to the first sip brought to you by DrRoto.com, your daily prescription of fantasy sports. Chris, you know why I'm excited about this week. Because it's got to be better than last week, right? got to be better than <laughs> last week, man. Good God. Oh, man. Uh, we have had some gems this year. We really have. We've had some really good weeks. We've been spot on um, most weeks on our favorite plays. That was not the case last week. I'm looking through our show notes from last week and the names I scribbled down. Um, uh, Agnew. Agnew was our best pick last week. Agnew. Uh, you know, to be fair, I think part of the uh, uh, part of it was just that late news and reacting to it. And like, you hate yourself if if you don't react to it and it pops off and you hate yourself when you react to it and it doesn't. And so <laughs> I ended up with a lot more swift than I had intended. Um, I ended up with a lot more Kyle Pitts than I intended, and neither of those worked. Um, had some good lineups, but uh, had a lot of bad pieces. Felt like I was kind of cursed last week. So um, it is what it is, man. You know. Nah, true story. Uh, speaking of Kyle Pitts, um, I know we'll get to. We'll just start with that game. Why not? Let's just start right away with that game. There's a lot going on Atlanta and New Orleans. Um, Pitts, man. I mean, they're just going to cover him, right? I mean, they're just going to bottle them up. What are they? They're, they're going to have to try to like split them out, put them in the slot, motion them around. I mean, he's the guy. I think that's bad for Pitts to have Ridley gone. Yeah, but he's still not going to be on the outside, so that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to see like Lattimore or somebody like that. And, and at the same point, I mean, if you're getting a guy that's getting 10, 12 targets, which is kind of, I, I think, a reasonable expectation for Pitts, I. I still absolutely playable. Um, and I think a lot of people are going to have some of the concerns that you have. Um, I, I think the bigger concern is just whether or not this offense is going to be able to move the ball. They have not looked really good in Atlanta. I mean, save the Washington football team game, save the game over in London against the Jets. So they really only moved the ball against really bad teams. And that's the bigger concern that I have. Like New Orleans defense, I've been talking about it for a couple of weeks, have, has looked a lot better. Like, look, yeah, they gave up a ton of points to Tom Brady and, uh, you know, the Bucs. But I, I think that's that's more of the exception as opposed to the rule. I don't necessarily expect this to be a high-scoring affair on either end. And as such, I'm probably not super interested. I mean, I think Cordell Patterson is a interesting GPP play. Uh, but I, I just don't know how many times I'm going to get over to him. His price is still pretty pretty fantastic for his role. It's just this is a good defense in new orleans and they're coming into form and uh i, I think i want to avoid it hmm. yeah i mean i'm just looking i just shared the screen here you know winston obviously um out uh, michael thomas um i guess news today he's done for the season mm -hmm. uh, ridley stepped away probably gone at least the season maybe permanently um yeah man um Taysom hill still kind of banged up Gage banged up. I mean, where's the interest here at all outside of Camara, if any? Yeah, no, look, I think Camara still makes a great play. I think, like I said, Cordell Patterson uh, just ran the Sims um, just to take a look. I don't have ownership yet. You know, it's it's way too early for that. But just to see who's going to pop in the optimal, um, you know, some some common names like a 
Jarvis Landry, for example, is, is the number one guy. Uh, but Alvin Kamara is down there at about 15%. Cordell Patterson's at 15%. I think there's a pretty fair um, correlation between the two of those guys. And so that makes sense that they'd be around the same. So, you know, if you did want to like small, small stack and attack this game that way, I, I think I'd be all for it. Yeah, uh, definitely not a spot that I'm interested in cash. Uh, you know, I've toyed with uh, so. I'm doing a couple different things this week. Um, when you just get beat down as bad as I did, probably like the worst day that I've ever had in DFS gambling, just all all together, and then just mainly because my exposure was higher. Um, you start to you start to rethink things, you know, <laughs> rethink life and just everything in general. So uh, I, I've got a couple things that I'm looking at, and. You know, I, I started earlier in the week, but I, I tend not to do much until Thursday just to kind of give myself some decompression time. But uh, I, I think you'll see a little bit different aspect to the article um, and a couple different things that I've been working on. So I've gotten through it with the, from the quarterback perspective, not the skill positions, but a little different approach coming. All right. Well, I, for one, look forward to it. Um, let's talk about uh, Houston heading to Miami. We have a six and a half point favorite in the home team, 46 over under. Um, man, I mean, we we kind of thought that we would um, get a little David Johnson last week. Another <laughs> another little misstep there. Um, any interest in just trying it again? Well, yeah, you know, and look, and, and the bigger misstep was the reason I went to David Johnson was to make sure I at least had a little bit of Derrick Henry. Uh, and that, that that didn't work. That didn't work on on all levels. And yeah, that, it was that bad. yeah, no, it was it was atrocious. I, I actually think I went and picked up David Johnson in one of my uh, redraft leagues because I, I think he does have some some upside. I guess. I mean, I just don't know. Like this Miami defense has been good at times. It's been exploitable at times, but it's typically been exploitable via the air. And I, I, I just have a hard time with this Houston team doing anything outside of garbage time, you know, getting you to a point where you want to play them on the other side of things. I almost want to play like everybody from Miami, you know, yeah. even, even me, uh, you know, number one, two, a hater. I think two is pretty interesting. Sure. Miles Gaskin, possibly probably not so much but we've seen you know 12 and 15 carries the last two weeks which was part of the the big issue that we had with him you know waddle parker jacecki you know i don't want to like super stack this game but i do want parts of it i think yeah i think if miles gaskins can get him you know another one of those 15 touch games of three or four targets i mean we've seen him i mean we're looking at it right now ripping off 31 points, 17 points. He's got the talent. It's one of those things like we kind of made fun of Miami for not playing him and having no idea what to do with him. And then he ripped off 31 and then they went back to not using him again. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of, uh, you you almost have to assume that this is a must win game for Miami. So Mm -hmm. I I, I do have my hesitations about what type of game plan that they're going to you know, put out there. But, you know, the big thing for me has always been that Tua has a hard time progressing through his reads. And this is just common that you see with these younger quarterbacks. And I don't know what kind of pressure this Houston team's really going to put on him. Um, so I think a lot of his weaknesses are going to be, you know, masked to some extent. And that's why I'm kind of on some of these Miami guys. Yeah, I'm, I've, I've had no issue playing Waddle all year. 
Uh, I like him pretty much in any setting. Gaseki too, when it's at the right setting, and this is the right setting. So I don't know if I can stack this team, but I think that you'll see me fill out rosters with Gaskin, Bottle, Gaseki. Their prices are right. Yeah, absolutely. I like it. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to Denver, heading over to Dallas. Right now they've got Dallas as a 10-point favorite. Uh, are we going to see Dak Prescott this week? What's your gut feeling? I would I would think so. Man, I'm so over Denver, though, after last week. Uh, we're not going to talk about Denver, nope. Teddy Bridgewater. Nope, but uh, instructions uh, Jerry, from the guys above not to bring up. Uh, Jerry Judy. Jerry there's Judy. no there's no Noah Fant. I think he's on the COVID list. I mean, yes, like, correct. Man, you know, what sucks was, uh, you know, we talked about Jerry Judy at nauseum uh, in the Discord. And, uh, you know, I started thinking about that when I was putting up my lineups. I, I didn't, especially my afternoon ones, I was building a lot of Cortland Sutton because I we weren't the only ones. Like, so I, I browsed around a couple other podcasts, um, some shows that I saw on Twitter that weren't ours that were, you know, just, just on my timeline. And a lot of people were talking about the the Denver Broncos. And so, you know, I I don't hate it, but I felt like Cortland Sutton was just such a fantastic pivot. And, you know, he caught that first pass. I think it was on maybe the first or second drive. And I was like, all right, okay, we're in for a big game. And like, that was it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was, that was, that was it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm a little bit more interested in the running back situation here. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott at 7K, Tony Pollard, 4,700. Very interesting GPP. Uh, we, you know, we saw that Denver team look decent defensively last week, but we're not so far removed from when Dearness Johnson just sliced them up. And now you've lost Von Miller, you know, not necessarily a run stopper, but I, I think this Dallas team is significantly better. They're at home. They're just going to run the ball. We've we've seen Dallas do that. I think they're yeah. going to protect Dak. I would expect you know nineteen to twenty five passing attempts, and so that, that's a that's a prop that I think we can kind of look at is maybe take the unders on a lot of this Dallas passing game. You know, you've got Lamb a little banged up. You got Cooper a little banged up. Got a little interest towards uh, Schultz here. A little interest towards Schultz. Yeah, forty eight hundred. Um, sure. How about uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Michael Gallup, possibly coming off IR to play in this game? Yeah, I wonder if that actually kind of hurts Schultz um, and hurts his target share. So, thirty nine hundred. If he's good to go, I think I stick him in the lineup. Sure, absolutely. I think he, that's a great GPP play. But otherworldly talent the man has. The best otherworldly all right let's keep rolling we got the cleveland browns and cincinnati Bengals. let's talk about that for a minute um we we had uh, odell beckham attempt to orchestrate some kind of social media online blitz including lebron james and um a couple other people to kind of force cleveland hand to trade him didn't work now he's been told to go home what do you think of that when was the last time odell beckham was good uh, 2017. I mean, he's one of those guys. Oh, I just threw that number out there. I figured that was close. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think you're being even generous at that point. <laughs> um, Odell's just like one of those guys. He's like Josh Gordon, like where you know people are like, oh, you're so attracted to this name because he had such great talent at one point, mm -hmm. but I just haven't seen it. Yeah, he's missing uh, a ton of targets, but even when he's been targeted a ton this year, last year, the year before, hasn't done anything. 
Um, maybe it's just time to come around to the fact that he's not good. I mean, remember all the people that went and rushed and got Josh Gordon on waivers and all yeah. these things when he got it. What has he ever done? Like, what is he? He was $200 on the showdown and he didn't even pay that salary off. No, no. So he was I, great I, in 2012, though. Yeah, for one year, you yeah. know, one year. Um, <laughs> what about and, Cleveland just cuts him and he re signs with the Giants? I don't think that they're going to do that. And, and, you know, somebody pointed out that if they're not feeding Odell 10 to 15 targets a game, maybe he just kind of shuts down and isn't involved in the game and doesn't, you know, mentally. Oh, for sure. He did that in New York for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm not interested in Odell. I don't think they're going to cut him. Um, Why would they? Okay. Well, let's talk about positive news. Um, I want, all in on Nick Chubb this week. I want to double back down on him. I'm in. I, I love him below 7,000. You can run all over Cincy. I'm in on Nick Chubb. Yeah, I mean, I think all parts of this game, you're getting a buy-low situation. My only concern is that it is a, it's a divisional game. And a lot of the big play or big point totals that have been put on Cincy have come in the passing game, and I, I'm concerned about uh, Nick Chubb's role there. Uh, but I do want to go back to Jamar Chase. I do want to go back to Tyler Boyd. I do want to go back to T. Higgins. Uh, and I do want to go back to Jarvis Landry. So there are a lot of pieces within this game that I am interested in. Um, again, I'm probably not double stacking it. I'm not necessarily going to be playing in either of the quarterbacks, but from a, a GPP standpoint, both of these wide receiving, uh, you know, cores look great. I I'm happy that Jamar continues to go up in price, but I'm still shocked. He hasn't gone up more. So with Jamar, the problem that I had with Jamar Chase at the beginning of the year was that he wasn't getting a ton of targets. You know, those first three games, seven, four, five, you know, last four games, 10, six, 10, and eight. So he's getting the targets. He has the big playability. Uh, he's very, he's very similar to Tyreek Hill, yeah. in my opinion, uh, in terms of his absolute boom potential even at a 7600 so if he continues to see those you know eight to ten targets uh you know i'm all over it the pace at which cincinnati plays versus cleveland you know there is some disparity there and that would be kind of the concern you are looking for cincinnati to get out and get out ahead of this game so yeah interesting yeah i first look i love chubb i'll listen to what you say i'll think about it We'll, we'll reconvene Sunday morning again. For sure. We'll reconvene Sunday morning. That's probably the, the best idea. All right, let's keep moving on. I lost track of where I was. We are going to Minnesota, heading to the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are six-point favorites, 49 and a half. I kind of like this game. I, I kind of like um, starting with Lamar and Hollywood, um, coming back with Jefferson and just seeing what it looks like. Yeah, I I love the Baltimore side of this. I think Minnesota is a team in disarray. Like, how do you lose to Cooper Rush in primetime? Like, how does that happen? Um, how, how do you lose with, like, the components that you have there on offense? How do you lose uh, as having, like, a defensive-minded coach that just can't 
manage his game. I, I don't know. I like the Baltimore side of things. I think Mark Andrews is a great play too. Um, yeah, loaded up. I wish that there was like a clear and concise running back on the uh, Baltimore side of things, but you know, what is it? Devonte Freeman. Is that, is that the guy this week? Is that what's going on? Like, I, I don't know. And do I even want to play him? No, I don't think you need to. Um, I think if you're, uh, you know, not into playing Hollywood at 6,000, you can just play Lamar by himself in this matchup. Um, I don't know, man. I think um, I had a lot of high hopes for Kirk Cousins this year. I thought another year with Jefferson, um, a healthy uh, offensive line. Um, I don't know. I think maybe he just um, – he, he doesn't look like he's reading coverage at all, which, I mean, I watched him at, at Michigan State, of course, and – and he didn't then either, so it's not really that surprising. He just has not been as good as I wanted him to be this year. Yeah, I mean, it can be the play calling too. It can be what they want to do offensively. I mean, everybody knows where the ball is going to go, and the plays just look redundant. So um, I don't necessarily put it all on Kirk because he's better than what we've seen. I think it comes back to the coaching staff, and this team is just uh, you know not responding. I think Zimmer needs to go, and uh, Minnesota needs an overhaul. So. That's why I, I mean, like Baltimore here. Yeah, me too. It's hard to not look at Dalvin Cook at 77. I mean, that's a pretty damn good price for his ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is that this this Baltimore defense has, you know, they've had spots where they've given up some big points. They gave up big points to the Colts. They gave up big points to the Lions running backs. But outside of that, they've been pretty stout. And, you know, uh, against Cincinnati, those were some big plays. Jamar Chase just gashed them. But uh, I, I don't know. Just Justin Jefferson has not looked as good this year. Aaron Thielen is getting older. I don't know. I, I think that this is a game where Baltimore just kind of cruises. I, I, you know, I know I said that about the game against uh, Cincinnati. But, you know, coming, I think they're coming off a bye, right? So, yeah, I mean, I, I love them here. All right. Keep moving on, Las Vegas, heading over to play the Giants. Uh, Vegas is a three-point road favorite, it looks like. Um, you know, obviously, we, we don't need to touch on it. We know Ruggs is gone. Um, I really, I mean, I don't really care. It doesn't change Braylon Edwards for me. Um, Brian it doesn't Edwards. really change much of anything for me. I don't. No, that's not. It's not Braylon. It's Brian. Bright, bright. Sorry, I got. Look, Braylon's I in, way back. Look, there, man. I was back. in. I was in. I was in Michigan. Michigan State mode all week. I'm still high on the Spartans win. You gotta leave me alone. Sure. Um. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's why I didn't have a good slate. Is I couldn't roster Derek Carr. Like that's been always like my my fallback when everything else falls apart. Derek Carr's there to to lift me up and come through at low ownership and and just really deliver a great game for me. So um, I guess the, the biggest concern that I have with this team is like, how does, it's not like Ruggs was an essential piece in terms of volume, but Ruggs did play a role in this team in terms of um, moving the ball downfield at times, even through pass interference being able to add that speed element that I don't think Zay Jones is going to come in and, and really do for them. Um, so do they transform to more of an underneath team where they're throwing the ball to Hunter Renfro, where they're throwing the ball to Darren Waller? Um, you know, that's what remains to be seen. And the other side of things, this New York team is just completely banged up. And even if Tony Ross or Slayton play, uh, are they going to make it through the game? So uh, interesting 
play on that side of things. If you're looking for a 3K wide receiver and a couple of these guys do end up not playing, I think Colin Johnson is the guy that you could go to at 3K this week. Yeah, it's possible. I think you're going to see huge ownership in Hunter Renfro at 4,800, just like massive. He popped in the Sims. Uh, he's the, the third highest player in the Sims in terms of optimal 17% of the time at 4,800. Yeah. Might be an eat the chalk situation. Maybe not. We'll see. We'll see how the rest of the week shakes out. All right, let's go to uh, Buffalo Bills heading to Jacksonville. I mean, the, my, my, my gut says Buffalo just rolls and Jacksonville does nothing, but it is in Florida. No, your gut's right, man. This is going to be – this This could be Buffalo winning by 30. I mean, look, Josh Allen at 8,200, he is one of those quarterbacks so far this season that, you know, either just kind of just – duds on you because of his price or absolutely smashes and just gives you a leg up on the competition because despite his price, he's able to four and five X. And I love Josh Allen this week. I think they run up the score. Um, you know, the only aspect of this Jags team that I might be, you know, swayed to play would be a Dan Arnold who saw a ton of targets. Um, I mean, I guess you could go back to Jamal Agnew too. But this is this is going to be a game where they're just gonna they're gonna get trucked, man. I don't care that it's in Jacksonville. This, this Jacksonville team's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Beasley's underpriced at fifty four hundred if he's healthy. Um, if he for some reason doesn't go, do we like the Sanders play or is um, is it just Diggs? I think you can. So look, they're they're implied for thirty one points. That means there's going to be two or three touchdowns that you can just assess to the wide receivers right away. Um, assume maybe the running backs get one. So yeah, I think you can play any of these guys, all of these guys, um, or anything in between. Yeah, Even he, a Gabriel Davis is is playable to me. Yeah, he he uh, he looked all right. Um, any interest in playing either running back, Moss or Singletary, in this matchup? Not really. Not off the top of my head. Nah. Yeah. Uh, Dawson Knox might be back. Got to keep an eye on that. I mean, I guess you don't have to. You don't have to keep an eye on that. Um, how about the Patriots heading down to Carolina? I don't think we're going to see McCaffrey quite yet. I think I saw him walking around at practice but not doing anything. Um, well, he's got a cute tag. He's he's yeah. he's not ruled out at this point. I, I think McCaffrey is super you know in play if he is playing but you know aside from that i, I guess i don't have it like like i'm over I, I am over the carolina panthers at this point and their defense is good enough that i i don't want to take stabs on the other side you know one of the things that i've kind of looked at so far this week was just looking at it, it felt like this so i would go in every week and it would just feel like the the quarterback position like no matter what they, they would get there they'd get your three x you know so i was like well it felt like everybody was getting it so i look back at it and almost everybody was you'd have your two or three maybe four quarterbacks that don't get there and if you had that quarterback you were just drawing dead from the start uh because you also probably had one of their pass catchers and it was probably sam darnold and dj Moore. and you know like that was that was kind of what sparked that uh josh allen was a guy that that you know would four or five x and that's what you see is like week after week you're seeing a bunch of the quarterbacks kind of just hit their expected floor value you see two to four of them 
you know, just go absolutely bonkers. And you need one of those guys, especially if they're one of the high price guys. And then you see three or four of them that just kind of fail. So um, that's going to be the crux of what I was talking about earlier was just trying to identify who those three or four guys are going to be. And it's not going to be Sam Darnold. It's not going to be Mac Jones. And I don't want any part of this game as a result. Yeah, I'm not too interested. I mean, obviously, if McCaffrey plays, you always think about him. But I, what I'm seeing is he's trending not to play. So. And that may be the case. I mean, and, and to be fair, Mac Jones did have one week where, you know, he put up a, a 5X performance. It was against the Jets. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just, I'm not there. I'm not there. I'm Sam Darnold. Uh, I, I just, I've been burned too many times at this point. Uh, I'll be okay if either of these guys smash and I don't have it. Kudos to the, the person that's that rosters them. All right. We got super excited last time this happened, but we are back to a three game slate in the afternoon. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, unfortunately, these games are not as interesting as they were maybe 24 hours ago. For sure. Well, let's start with uh, the Chargers heading to Philadelphia. Uh, I feel like Eckler is always a guy you got to look at. He's still below $8,000. Um, I, I love it. Um, Mike Williams has cooled off, has he not? He's, oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, well, so yeah, we've seen kind of him be hot and cold. This is kind of what it, it, we weren't going to see him put up 20 to 40 points every single week. He's right. had two weeks of kind of down production, but I think you can go back to Mike Williams sure. at 7,100. He's going to yeah. be super low owned, and that's kind of where you want him. Um, Keenan Allen at 60. Yeah, all, all the pieces in this Chargers offense are something that you need to consider every single week on the Eagle side of things. I mean, this, this defense and this run defense from the chargers is terrible. I, I think you can absolutely play Boston Scott. If you feel confident in Boston Scott, I guess you can play Kenneth Gainwell. If you want to get kind of crazy and just like, you know, why not? Why wouldn't Kenneth Gainwell yeah. come out and score two touchdowns this I mean, week after he burned I had a mild else, right? theory that they stuck with Howard and Scott. Cause you know, um, trade deadline and maybe one of them pops off and they get an offer who knows I it's mean, possible i mean you see that happen sometimes uh i i as you saw in our uh private discord um i i think gainwell is the most talented running back in that backfield including miles sanders um so i'd really like to see him come out you know the the concern that i had with with gainwell was that they just did not give him uh, you know, a ton of talk, like ton of carries prior to last week. And so it was hard to project him to have a workload, but let's, let's be honest. I mean, he was out there for 20 snaps and he had 13 rushes. He just didn't have anything in the end zone. He didn't, you know, he didn't do much with those rushes and, and that may be why they didn't go to him. He had 13 rushes, 27 yards, 2.1 yards in the tent. Whereas you get somebody like Boston Scott, who was up at five yards in attempt, similar, 12 carries, just two of them went into the end zone, 60 mm -hmm. yards. And then if you look at just uh, Jordan Howard, same thing, man, 12 carries, just did a lot more with them and got into the end zone. So uh, I don't know if it was the coaching, like it didn't feel like that watching the game, but now looking back on it, maybe it was just he wasn't performing. So they went to the other guys and, and rewarded them for moving the ball. Um, uh, you can always play. Hurts. Um, I was glad to see he kind of failed. That was the only thing that gave me even a glimmer of hope last week was uh, the chalk Hurts failing uh, finally for the first time this year, but uh, not in the way that you thought, like yeah. not in the, the way uh, you, painful. You would, 
How do they beat the Lions 44 to 6 and Hertz puts up 11 points? They just run the ball on them and they don't need to do anything. <laughs> I know, the it's the still defense, crazy. I mean, the defense was pretty good at, at least pressuring on third and fourth down. Goff didn't have a lot of opportunity. Well, I mean, he did, but he didn't at the same time. There were plenty of times where that offensive line just failed him. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he gets all the blame for it, but the offensive line looked terrible. This was just a. It was a bad game for the Lions. I feel like the Lions kind of played to their level of competition, but they're just a little bit worse. (laughs) So you play the Rams. We're going to be like a top three team in the NFL, just not good enough to beat you. We're playing a bottom team. We're going to be the worst team in the league. Right. And that's, you know, it is what it is. I don't know. I kind of really like L.A. this week because people are down on Herbert and – but I could, do, I, I could play Herbert Williams Eckler and just go from there. Yeah, and Herbert's one of those guys that can get you even at that seven K. He's done it. He's gotten you three X, you know, multiple times. He's gotten you four and five X. So, mm-hmm. um, Philly can move the ball at times. This defense from the Chargers is bad, and that is something that you need for your offense to go off is your defense to give up a ton of points. Maybe the team even falls behind a la Tampa Bay last week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, we see them do that. The only can, you know, the the thing that's bad is that they usually allow those. So if the chargers are giving up points, they're usually giving it up on the ground, which means the game goes faster. And if the chargers are behind a lot of times, it's because they're just not completing drives. There's penalties and the game's, going like it's not going it's going quicker so yeah i don't know uh definitely a game to keep your eye on uh, i think it'll be kind of popular though yeah you could be right you could be right all right let's skip over to arizona heading to san francisco uh, and we'll finish up green bay and kansas city um what do you make of uh, murray in his kind of growing list of dings uh, it's the biggest concern that I have. Um, when we look back at the Arizona team last year and we look at Murray and the production that he had, it was fantastic for the first, you know, several games, half the year, whatever the case was. Then he started getting like ankle injuries and different things, and he was playing through it. Credit to him, they were still winning games at times, but um, it wasn't the same team. He wasn't running the ball the same way. And at 8K, you need him to do that. Um, I'm just really down on Arizona this week as a result of that. It's a divisional matchup against a team that doesn't like to throw the ball. Uh, I'm not even sure that Kyle Shanahan knows that he has any wide receivers on his team aside from Debo. Ayuk is there. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I expect Eli Mitchell to be a guy that I I look at very, very closely. I think that Mm -hmm. this is – I think this is a game where San Francisco can can beat Arizona. I think uh, I think so. I think Murray's dinged up, man. He looks like he did at the end of the season last year. Yeah, I, I think uh, that veil of invincibility has been lifted. JJ uh-huh. Watt off of the defensive line certainly hurts this team. And yeah, I might I might put a couple wagers on that. Maybe a little San Francisco Baltimore kind of parlay. Well, my uh, news sources tell me Kittle is trending towards playing. Uh, you saw Ayuk get seven targets last week. Um, yeah, Eli Mitchell is turning out to be pretty good. Uh, Hopkins continues to be banged up. Murray continues to be banged up. Um, Chase Edmonds is banged up. Um, yeah, San Francisco could run away with this game. 
Yeah, conversely, though, um, we could just be overreacting to sure. uh, a narrative that we're creating in our head, and yep. Kyler Murray could just put up uh, ridiculous video game numbers like Justin Fields did. I mean, if you don't think that I'm going to put mm-hmm. a lineup with Arizona's squad in it, I mean, I'm going to. So, For sure. I mean, that, yeah. that's the big – so the problem that I have with Murray at his price is that you almost need some of that rushing upside. You need the threat of him getting into the end zone. Uh, otherwise, you need three or four passing touchdowns. And the problem that you have is that you, you don't have that upside with James Conner being as efficient as he has been, especially within the five, you know, just stealing some of those touchdowns, not just away from Kyler Murray's – legs but from the passing game as well so probably won't have a ton of kyler murray himself but may have some some hopkins um some kirk because i believe aj green is out with covid um so that does kind of elevate the rest of this uh wide receiving core and then hopkins has hurt himself so you know that that could be the thing like it could be kirk more like that's where you could find some of that value yeah I always like throwing Kirk in as one off. I mean, he's just kind of that guy that could put up 20 points on three or four catches. Yeah. I, you know, I think Ertz and Moore would stand to get a lot of those short passing routes though. Mm -hmm. So we need to see how this develops. I, I, I'm kind of interested in in this game a little bit more so than I was before. So stay tuned to fellas. Yeah. All right. Let's bring it home, man. Green Bay heading to Kansas city. Um, gosh, you saw this game on the uh, schedule six weeks ago and you were excited. Uh, I don't look at games that far in the, in advance. Well, I mean, I don't either, either, but if you were one to look at the, uh, you know, four o'clock games, six weeks in advance, you see green Bay, Kansas city, you get pretty excited. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, obviously Rogers isn't going to play. Um, I think it was Mick in our Discord was saying, man, Adam should just take the week off. He'd just be like, oh, I don't feel great. Um, um, he I, won't do. He'll, he'll play. But um, Man, I don't know. I mean, yeah. like Kansas City's looked that bad. They have. Um, bad. Their defense is bad. I, I kind of, I mean, at eight points, I'm probably interested in taking Green Bay, you know, plus eight. Um, definitely looking at Green Bay defense. Patrick Mahomes has more turnovers than like half the teams in the NFL. And a lot of them are his fault. Some of them aren't, but a lot of them are. And this team just does not have that, that aura around them. And we're, we're waiting for them to bust out and, and regain it. And they might, but they might not. Um, We've seen it enough now with quarterbacks coming in, making their first start, that they can come in and whether it's Cooper Rush, whether it's Mike White, uh, they can have some type of success. So uh, I, I would be interested at plus eight, and I'm not ruling Green Bay out, and I don't think like Devontae, like he's not going to take the day off. Come on. No. Be <laughs> real. Uh, I don't know, man. Jordan Love, 4,400. He's probably going to be super popular, but – you I, I would I would say super popular. I mean, let's see. When we go back and look at Jordan Love, so at forty four hundred, you're, you're kind of hoping that he has some level of, you know, rush upside. And I don't know if we really have seen that in any of the games that he's ever played. So, yeah, I mean, nah, I, I, I'm probably not interested. I'd, I'd probably rather just take a take a wager on the game. Sure, fair enough. Uh, any thoughts about um, Thursday night? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the Colts are a better team. I think Carson Wentz is uh, a good quarterback with terrible judgment. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'll play some Pitts and some Taylor and um, not buying into the Michael Carter. I mean, look good, man, but like he's not going to sure. get like a million targets five yards out. And uh, we, we talk about this all the time. If we can identify how a team was successful, our, our thought is at least our thought is that defensive coordinators can do the same. And I just don't expect the same. Um, the same holes to be evident on a much better defensive team in Indianapolis that were there for Cincinnati. And I expect uh, the Colts to be able to take care of business there. So fair enough. I did a same game par same game parlay. I had a, a free bet given to my account for $10. So I did uh, alternative spread. I think I did minus two and a half for um, obviously Indianapolis. I think I did uh, over 39 and a half. I did um, over 49, yeah, over 39, over 39 yards for uh, Michael Carter. And I did two touchdowns, two touchdowns for Jonathan Taylor. I like it. I mean, I think the big thing is fine. Like when you're doing those same game parlays, it's um, the two touchdowns is going to be a big thing. But like for Carson Wentz, I think you throw one interception. And I mean, actually, he hasn't really, but maybe a turnover. I wish you could get turnovers, but I feel like he's thrown more interceptions than this. He's only thrown three interceptions this year. Wow. That's crazy. No, I feel I like, like I've seen like 15 of them. I really like the Jonathan Taylor two or more touchdowns. That's that's the one I like. Yeah, I'll have to take a look at it. I, I'm definitely going to be uh, partaking for sure in some same game parlays. I like it, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. Um, obviously, this is first tip, the way too early look at the DFS slate on Wednesday nights on drroto.com. Make sure you go check it out. If you're not a member, check it out. We added a Discord only membership. So, um, you know, if, if premium articles and uh, podcasts aren't your thing and you just want to talk to us in Discord, we have that option now as well. And um, definitely, if you're in that Discord, you can check us out on Sunday mornings from 1030 to 1145, as well as Mr. Dr. Roto himself, Chris and I in there going over the slate for start set for seasonal and DFS at the same time. It's a good time. Hopefully we'll catch you there. Anything else, Chris? You good? Nope, that's it. I've got it. I love it, man. Uh, I'm Johnny Dangerous, Chris Emmerich. We'll catch you on uh, Sunday morning. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.